Welcome to Intrepid Media, the show for the business professional. Here, we're going to talk about business topics such as leadership, sales, marketing, HR, innovation, strategy, and technology. But we're also going to riff about lifestyle too and help you look better, feel better, and live better. This show is everything the modern business professional needs, from the C-level executive to the millennial. So let's get on with the show. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Well, we're going to get another playbook on how to survive and thrive in this very strange new business world, the new economy that we're in. This is going to be a really interesting conversation, a very different perspective from what we normally do on this show. So very, very excited about this. Let's get to it. We're joined this morning by Deshant Sukija. He is the author of a new book called The Cisco Way. Deshant, welcome to the show. Thanks, Todd. Good to be on the show. Well, it's great to have you. I appreciate your interest and patience in getting on the show. So glad that you're finally here. Looking forward to our promises to be a very important conversation. So grateful for your time. And I know you're currently recording this from Europe. So appreciate you making the logistical issues happen to to get on the show. So grateful for that. So Dushant, before we get into a conversation around this new book, Take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you, your background, and the work that you're currently doing with an organization called Unify. So, Todd, I'm currently running what is called Global Operations for Unify as Senior Vice President there. The company is focused on delivering collaboration and communication solutions, in fact, in direct conflict to and competition with both Cisco and Microsoft. I had the opportunity, one that I really treasure, to have been at Cisco for 14 years and saw its transition through a variety of leadership roles from when it was a product company to when it became a serious player in the services business, seeing its growth from almost um, no services content at all to as much as 12 billion annually. So that was an exciting part of my career that I brought forward with me in my current role and uh, has also become the focus of the book that I wrote on, on the Cisco way. Outstanding. All right. So the book is a classic example of how did Cisco, in fact, become a market leader in the services economy? And so it, and then the lessons learned from that and how you and we can apply those to our own organization. So very important book. I'm going to be honest. Let me ask this question. I always ask some variant of this question to my guests who have written on a subject that, that let's just say, if you were to go to Amazon and say, hey, help me learn from successful organizations, there's probably a lot of material there, a lot of titles that are conceptually similar to this. Why did the world need to, to better understand the Cisco story? Why did the world need Duchamp's take on this? Todd, there is a major shift that is occurring in the industry today, one to a services economy or one to a digital economy. Cisco has shown over the years that it can read transitions coming and make changes and be nimble enough to adapt to these changes and become the number one leader and emerge successful through these. This is a skill set that businesses cities, governments, leaders of all institutions are going to need to have to be able to navigate this transition that is occurring right now. So the lessons you learned in this book are, in fact, it's a skill set. I mean, these are learned skills. These are learned activities. These are things that you can study, practice, 
continuously evolve. This is not just merely executing a, hey, here's a one pager on how to do this. I mean, this this isn't just executing on a game plan. This this is These are actual skills. These are things that you have to learn and train and, and continuously improve on, right? So that's a good question, Todd. In fact, it is a combination of what I call an operational blueprint and matching that up with skill sets that help you become successful in this. So you need both the skill sets to navigate this transition, as well as the ability to drive to a certain operational blueprint to ride this wave of digital disruption that is coming at us. All right. And one final point before we dive into the meat on this. Uh, someone listening to this says, all right, well, I run this small little business. It's nothing compared to Cisco. I, it's just a small mom and pop shop, small organization. Thus, these lessons won't apply to me. I, I have a feeling the lessons learned here and integrating that into this new digital, this new services economy, frankly, can be and should be applicable to most anyone listening, right? Absolutely right. Let's just take Airbnb or take Uber, for example. And that's why the new term Uberization is being used to describe the new economy. Right. I mean, it is displacing simple taxi drivers in their job with a completely new business model. So this applies to the entire range of businesses, whether it's a small business or a large economy and a government for that matter as well. Yeah. Let's take a step here. One of the things that I think... I've been interviewing leaders such as yourself for a long, long time, and I've been observing the business world, the business marketplace for a long, long time. And I think there's, we use a lot of phraseology that I think if you were to line up 10 people and say, hey, define what engagement is, define what disruption is, define what what the services economy is, I think you're going to get 10 different answers. And therein lies part of the problem and part of the nibbleness that you need to have to kind of navigate through these these new times. But I think it might be helpful before we really dive into the Cisco way and and certainly the, the nine lessons that you teach in the book. Would you mind defining what you actually mean by things like digital disruption and a services economy. I I worry that there's still people that don't fully understand that, thus that's why they're wandering aimlessly through this. In fact, that's a very good uh, lead-in because simply put, digital disruption, in my opinion, is how technology can transform everything about the way businesses are run and interact with customers. It is the explosive increase in connectivity going from a thousand devices connected to the internet to an estimated 500 billion by 2030. Data being produced at a breakneck velocity will be leveraged to make customer acquisition easier and the customer experience front and center. This intermediation between producers, suppliers, and customers will exponentially increase customer choices and shift the focus on collaboration to drive more customer value. It'll transform business, it'll transform our lives, our healthcare system, cities and governments alike. Business models will rise and fall at an unprecedented pace. This is not about connectivity. It is about which business, company, city and government will get ahead and stay ahead of their competitors. The fundamental question on every CEO's and business leader's mind today is, how do I navigate my company to lead through this new era of digital transformation? Examples abound. Airbnb, Uber, these are not these are not transportation or hospitality businesses. 
don't, uh, don't get that wrong, Todd. This right. is about right. a complete transition from leveraging resources like drivers and cars that belong to other people and using technology to build a brand new service model to displace the current incumbents in this business. That's what this transition is about and that's why it's so significant. One last point, this is going to generate roughly 19 trillion in business value. That's not revenue, that's profits and opportunity costs saved, which will be bigger than the US economy over the next decade. 19 trillion, one nine trillion with a T, is that what you said? You got it. Yeah. That's right. Uh, it's brilliant. Let me just emphasize to the audience listening, <laughs> this is real and this is game changing. This is world changing. I mean, so you have got to be conscious of these disruptions and these changes because, I mean, it's going to impact everyone, even down to the small mom and pop shops who are leveraging perhaps some sort of technology in some way. So very, very critical. You mentioned Uber. I mean, I... Podcasters like me, I mean, we're, it's almost I almost hesitate to use Uber because everyone talks about Uber, but it's an obvious and easy example to understand a, a digital disruptor. But I think the important part to understand about Uber, now, if you're paying attention to Uber, now, they did disrupt the taxi cab industry. There's no doubt about it. And, and, that, and the taxi cab industry is still trying to adjust and learn and, and in many cases still resist, and it's, it, which is just almost fascinating to watch how they continue to battle this. But I think the important lesson to understand here is that if you're paying attention to Uber today, Deshant, they're still trying to dramatically disrupt things. I mean, Uber is going to look extraordinarily different in just a couple of years. It's like it's like Apple inventing the iPhone, which largely displaced the iPod. I mean, they, they killed their own significantly successful product. I mean, Uber's doing the same thing. And they're, I mean, they're gonna, they may not have any drivers in a few years. It may be all automated. The point I'm getting at is, when you're thinking about these things that you talk about in the Cisco way, this is an ongoing process. This, this process of moving forward, it never ends, right? I think that's a key word that you've just used. It is a endless cycle of innovation that is involved here. In fact, uh, just in June this year, by the way, Uber an uh, announced the launch of a company called Uber Eats, which is a food delivery service. And that's a perfect example to showcase how Uber is mo moving from one transportation model to another delivery of food. And so this change is going to be continuous. It is not a change where a CEO or a business leader or a government leader can make that transition once and say, I'm done with it. They're going to have to stay on top of it all the time and continue to innovate at a pace that they have never been able to do before, but will need to, to survive. But that, and I want people to look at that as a positive thing. This is an exciting time to do this, and the tools abound that enable you to do that. The the, the marketplace is re, is responding in a way that that's going to be accepting of that. We're okay with Uber constantly changing. I mean that that's the point. And so I, I want people to understand that this new this new state of things, this new paradigm that we're operating in is is actually a good thing, and and it ought to be exciting time. And and to be constantly innovating ought to be what makes going to work and doing something meaningful and, and constantly exciting and, and, and it shouldn't be looked upon as, oh, God, I have to continue to change this thing. Because if you, if you don't want to be doing that, well, then I, you're not going to survive, right? It's, a, it's literally a matter of survival. In fact, there's a 
very good uh, article that came out in Fast Company where they touted a business study done at the Babson School of Business where they said, get this, Todd, 40% of companies will not survive the next 10 years. Mm, wow. This is a pretty major shift. And that's why I think it is not only a matter of survival, but it is critical for companies to build both that operational blueprint to get there, but also develop those skills to help them to continuously innovate and keep in this new business. All right. Deshant Sakija and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeetler.com. All right, we are back with Dushant Sukija, the author of a new book called The Cisco Way. All right, so the book itself, The Cisco Way, a lot of work. I mean, just you said something mind-blowing right before the break. 40% of businesses will not exist in within 10 years. There was an opportunity if Cisco didn't rethink its approach to the marketplace, it might not be here today. So what... What started this shift in Cisco's thinking that led to them now being a dominant market market leader? I think Cisco's always been very perceptive about looking around the bend. Mm. The two things that I think characterizes that. One, be able to look for inflection points. And the second is to be able to quickly, nimbly adjust to it. A lot of companies spend years sometimes believing that the thing they are doing or the focus of their business is where they need to be, and they don't see these changes coming and do not retool themselves. I'll give you an example. In 2005, Cisco was going through a transition where we were focused mostly on the developed markets, the Western world. And suddenly it became pretty obvious that that economy or the set of economies had started to slow down. Emerging markets at that time comprised of Latin America, Central and Eastern Europe, Africa, the Middle East, and Russia. 132 countries which were being ignored, even though they covered 31 million square miles, comprising roughly 61% of the Earth's landmass, with a combined GDP at then of $5.33 trillion. Now, this is where it gets really exciting. Cisco saw the shift coming. They saw the slowdown in the developed world, and they realized that three major shifts had occurred in 2005. The emerging market started to produce more than 50% of the world's output. They accounted for more than 50% of the global GDP increase and were forecast to grow between 5 and 9% annually for the next three years. 32 of the biggest emerging economies grew for the first time in 2004 and 2005. The reason I use this example is to showcase how Cisco realized that they had to go into this market, they retooled themselves, reorganized 
the, the resources in the company to put a major focus and led this transition to come out number one player in this space. This is a perfect example of how being able to read the tea leaves, being able to look for inflection points and quickly, nimbly bringing the whole Cisco machine to change, to adapt to this new model and market is very critical as this digital economy emerges. Well, you talk about the importance of being nimble, of being agile. Cisco is not exactly a small organization. And there's a lot of people listening who are part of a large organization, at least uh, comparatively in their marketplace, that say, oh, we're just too big to, to move that quickly. But Cisco did it. And there's a lot of organizations that are large that are acting nimbly. I mean, how do you do that? I mean, is it is largely a mindset? So it is all about mobilizing resources in the company to work fast. So I'll give you an example. Last year, 2015, John Chambers spoke at Cisco Live, and he pointed out the importance of what we call fast IT. Fast IT is basically leveraging technology to change everything, the way the company does business, the way you interact with your customers, the way new products are built, and the way sales teams are mobilized to address new customer bases. So in a period of three months, 62 business units were restructured. 41% of the workforce in the sales teams was uh, rearranged so that there were new interfaces to the customer base. And uh, that's just a classic example of how quickly a company of that size moved using fast IT as the basis. So I think that, you know, there's a couple of different strategies that are critical in this. I would say five, people strategy, shifting left for profits, driving repeatability and delivery efficiency into your business, finding, growing, and keeping partners to scale, and driving operational excellence. These five strategies in combination with fast IT are the fundamental strategies that allow Cisco to win and can allow and enable any other business to navigate this new digital economy. Well, what you just shared were a handful of what I believe you call the lessons, the nine lessons that, that you share in this book. There, that are the nine, the nine ways that Cisco achieved market domination, but also the lessons that we can apply to our own organization. So talk about how you arrived at those those nine lessons. And then you mentioned a couple of them. Share a bit more in depth on one or two of them that you think would be relevant to, to this audience. Sure. Let me pick people strategy, for example. There are three key elements here, affordability, scalability, and people clustering. People are the highest cost and asset for any business. But again, I repeat, highest cost for the business as well. So assessing the affordability of the right skills, the right number of resources you need to go capture a market and scale, and, uh, and clustering, similar talent pools, gives you the flexibility, the nimbleness, as well as the cost efficiency you need to be competitive in the market. Just to highlight this with an example, for example, in the, in the African market, when we went after the emerging markets, it was noted that we had to build a brand new workforce. Let me call it the workforce of the future. So we rolled out a program called the GTAP, Global Talent Acceleration Program, and basically attracted people from all African countries and then later from India and other developing countries, including Latin America, to become a part of this 
expanded workforce, if you will, people who would not only get trained to become skilled employees of the future, both at Cisco, but also at our partners, and thereby build a longer-term sustainability of the people resources. So that's one. The second example that I want to take is, is that of driving repeatability and delivery efficiency into your business. Self-service has become a big theme, especially in this new world of the digital transformation. Repeatability and delivery efficiency basically are the two key factors that help you get self-service and get that competitive edge. They reap three vital competitive advantages for any business, big or small, quick to market, product and services reliability, cost leadership, and not to forget speed of innovation. As you scale your business across multiple territories, even multiple countries, this becomes even more critical. Mm, No doubt about it. So Cisco didn't just suddenly change and become this market leader in in ahead of the curve. And and as you said, looking around the bend, it had to result from a leadership shift in mindset and approach. And so if you're listening to this and you are a leader in an organization or want to be a leader in an organization, we talked at the top of the show about developing these skills. Any any advice and counsel you can share to other than reading this this great book to to a leader or a future leader? How do they begin the process of of honing these skills to be an effective leader in this new service and digital economy? Great question, there, Todd. It all starts with the simple notion that within this new digital economy, you either disrupt or prepare to get disrupted. Mm-hmm. If you're a leader in today's world, whether you're a government or a business leader, you have to focus on the fact that this is the biggest technology transition ever. Make no mistake, as leaders, if you don't transform to master this digital era to disrupt, you will get disrupted, and it'll be a brutal and ugly disruption where the majority of companies will not exist in a meaningful way 10 to 15 years from now. Now, let me give you five steps that I believe are critical to lead through this digital disruption. Let me be clear, what helped companies win in the last information age will not help them win in this new digital age. CEOs really do not care about connectivity or technology. They will need to care about how they transform their business, how they create a culture of competitiveness, and how they can win with speed of innovation. In other words, how they can become the digital company of the future. So I offer a simple five-step operational blueprint that every leader will need to follow and execute to build an organization that can be successful. One, build and execute a compelling vision. Focus on developing a vision that is disruptive to your industry. Think three to five years out. Engage your customers and partners in the process. Clarify and articulate the value to your stakeholders. Ensure that your entire organization and ecosystem internalizes and drives information towards that vision. Second, adopt a partner-centric model to deliver. Strategic partnerships will be one of the main factors that will separate winners from losers. Collaboration will be core to delivering superior competitive advantage with speed in the new digital world. Pick the right partners to build unique and sustainable value. Convince them of your vision and strategy. Show them how you innovate and create new markets. Certify, enable, and promote them for joint success and a connected future. Third, reinvent yourself. Reinvent yourself to drive the right business outcomes for your customers. Note, the operative word here is business outcomes. 
a nimble organization that can read market transitions and adapt itself to refocus on cheaper, faster ways to deliver new customer value is best suited to lead through this disruption. Deploy a governance process to listen, learn, execute, lead, and adjust to changing market dynamics and competitive threats. Fourth, turn people into your secret weapon. I spoke to that earlier. Employees are the true intellectual capital of the company, and that means businesses must invest in their people to enable them to become the catalyst to help you navigate this digital transformation. Align employees to a common goal, create a nurturing environment, harness their intellectual horsepower to drive exceptional thought leadership and repeatability of proven leading practices. Fifth and last, accelerate the speed of innovation. Innovation is not just about the technology, but also about how you organize yourself, how you engage your customers, and how you drive cultural change through your organization. Resource sharing and clustering talent should come into laser sharp focus to get closer to your customers and streamline your business. Learn from your customers by engaging them in your innovation cycles. Become nimble to react to changing market needs continuously and adapt to them. Mm. Those five, I think, are the key factors that are going to be critical success factors for any company, large or small, to navigate this digital disruption. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the blueprint. Outstanding. Well, thank you for sharing that. Dushant, we could talk, as I said before we started taping, that we could talk for hours on this subject. But unfortunately, we are about out of time for today. Before I let you go, should anyone have any questions, how can they find you? Where can they learn more about Unify, your current organization? And most importantly, where can they get their hands on a copy of The Cisco Way? They can go to my personal website, which is www.dushantsukija.com or simply the com, which is a website on more details on the book. Thanks, Todd. I mean, this has been a pleasure to be on your show and really enjoyed the conversation. Well, the pleasure has been mine, I assure you. That was Dushant Sukija, the author of a new book called The Cisco Way. All right, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of my guest, Dushant Sukija, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. Thank you for listening to Intrepid Media. We appreciate your attention. To receive everything we do, simply go to intrepidmailinglist.com. That's intrepidmailinglist.com and sign up. You can also find us at intrepid.media and on iTunes. And to support the important work we do on your behalf, a rating and review on iTunes will help spread our work far and wide. Again, we certainly appreciate your support. Now get out there, be intrepid, and we'll see you next time.